Thank you for tuning in to The Balanced Creative. Please check out breathingspacecreative.com where you will find access to all of our episodes, the Nourishing Word blog, info on one-to-one coaching with me, the Forever Writers Club, and all kinds of fabulous tools to help you become a balanced creative. In today's episode of The Balanced Creative, I will share how leaving my day job was the scariest and best thing I've ever done, and how it allowed for my best and most authentic self to emerge. My name is Shalene Knight, and I am the founder of Breathing Space Creative Literary Studio, where we focus on building balance in our creative lives through mindset work, clarity, and healthy processes. I'm a writer, entrepreneur, publishing professional, a parent, and a huge lover of laughter, joy, and living my best life. So let's get down to it. Creating creative space sometimes means letting go and taking risks. Being an entrepreneur is not for everyone. But if it is for you, going all in and trusting yourself and your dreams enough to build these dreams in real life, can lead to self-defined success. So here's what the journey was like for me. So maybe I'll start by talking a little bit about my old job, you know, and how I showed up and how people viewed me and how I viewed them viewing me, my work ethic. There's just so many things that I, I think about that connected to this reason for me wanting to leave and also wanting better for myself and wanting more for myself but a huge act of self-trust and this is this is huge it was maybe you know something that I think many people would say is totally scary or maybe even totally off the table not everyone can just up and leave their job and you know I was a single parent at the time my son was probably around 14 15 when I made this move and there were lots of things you know I had to pay for like braces and health insurance and all kinds of things and so making that move was not made lightly but it was one of the scariest things I've done in my life and looking back now you know five years later my gosh Am I ever a different person? So I thought I'd share this story with all of you, talk a little bit about this kind of stuff, because I think as creatives, we often think, what would it be like to be completely immersed in our creative outlet, right? So even though I'm not writing all the time, and that is not all of what I do, allowing myself the time and space to completely customize how my workday blows again, allows for me to have that space. So it all connects. And I think you're, you're seeing a common theme here if you've been listening to other episodes. So, you know, when I was at my old job, I was often seen as lazy. I was seen as someone who is not excited about her work. I was looked at as someone who merely showed up. But there were times early on, and this is kind of, you know, something that evolved over time, being a part of a job where I wasn't encouraged to use my expertise. So being a published author, being someone who is connected to the literary community in this really beautiful way, I wasn't allowed to use any of that. And I'm working in a space around books. Like this was my job was books. 
And so I wasn't allowed or encouraged to use any of that because of my entry level position and that I wasn't of a particular classification to utilize such knowledge. And this is where I have problems with some of these nine to five jobs and some of these systems that for some reason we're unwilling to be flexible with and we're unwilling to change the ways in which we operate. That's where I took issue with this particular employer. And it was just kind of ridiculous to me that you have access to someone who has expertise and who's not asking for extra pay, who just wants to be involved in these conversations to better the workplace and to have that pushed out because of red tape, like not having this particular classification. And this is where things opened up for me. Can there be space for someone to thrive if we are unwilling to look at our current systems and we are unwilling to make changes to create that space? Mind boggling to me. So I began to lose interest in my job. I simply showed up. I did the bare minimum. I spent half my shift in the washroom just because I couldn't bear to not only be around people who viewed me in this way, but who wouldn't allow me the space to do the things that I love or wouldn't allow me the space to contribute to my workplace in a positive way. So after a while, I said, you know what? Mm, I think it's time for me to let this go. And I could have, sure enough, found another job that was maybe a little bit better maybe a little bit more suited to uh, my needs. But I thought, nah, knowing who I am as a human being, I like to build things. I like to create space myself. And I said, you know what? I can build something better. I can do this better. And so, <laughs> wow, when I quit that job, it felt great, but I was also really scared. So here's where, you know, I want to let folks know how I started with Breathing Space Creative, kind of how that evolved and how I began to build a space for myself in publishing. I had no savings. I had no spousal income to uh, supplement me no longer having a job. Just me and my bright idea that I was going to launch a writing course. And I've already built this course, so I chipped away at it. So it was ready to go. It was ready to sell. But I had no idea if anyone was going to buy it. So self-trust was was really called in here. Is this something that I can actually do? And what the heck is going to happen if this doesn't work? And so when I say what's going to happen if this doesn't work, that makes me think about the lack of safety net, you know, not having parents that I can kind of fall back on and say, hey, you know, can you hook up some extra cash or can I kind of chill in your basement if this doesn't work? And I'm a parent. I've got this this human who depends on me, right? So all of those things off the table. Now the stakes are really high. I have to find a way to do this. And for me, that pushed me forward. For others, it might not be the case. It might actually stall you. So you have to know who you are, what you're capable of, and what kinds of supports you have or need in order to make this transition. But I, I tell you, the fear was huge. So I started my mindset work early. And I started to have conversations with myself. I started to put myself out there in other arenas to talk about publishing, author care, all the things I believed in, in hopes that there was other projects that I could eventually be a part of. And because of that self-trust and because of being consistent and being out there, lots of projects and work started to flow in. So, you know, breathe a sigh of relief there, right? So, you know, I think 
So many of us think, well, it's never going to be the right time, but I don't think it ever really is the right time. And so these are just decisions that we have to make and taking a risk. Friends, we can dream, dream, dream all we want, but at some point we have to exit that dream phase and begin to take action. I'm a firm believer that we are, you know, we're meant to do something on this earth and we don't have a lot of time. So I am very committed to living my best life on my terms and to focus on my joy, focus on supporting my community and calling in all the folks who get what I'm doing and who support that. So that's what I'm here for. And these are the things that I'm thinking about. But one thing I want to say now is like money, 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 money is always something I think about and always kind of a fear at the back of, of my head because Working as a literary agent, I don't have a salary. I am working on commission. Working as an entrepreneur, a business owner, nothing's guaranteed. I have to be out there to be getting paid. And sometimes I'll work, you know, my full day and there's no income from that. But it's an investment into the future. And self-trust, again, plays a huge role in that. And we all know, hey, being a writer, you know, there's a small percentage of writers who making pretty decent money. But for the majority, not the case. So that fear of money disappearing is always there. But I still want to live my best life and I still want to plan for the future. And I still want to enjoy every step of that journey, even when I'm knocked back 16 steps, which happens all the time. And so the mindset work is what allows me to get back up. So if we don't do that mindset work and life kind of says, yeah, no, this is not going to work in your favor here. Let me slap this $15,000 tax bill on you. Now, let's see you get up from that. Right. And so that mindset work allows me to figure out what the heck I need to do when there is a big situation that is stopping me from moving forward. And so when you're a marginalized person doing this work, there's going to be a hundred things that are going to stop you. So this work never ends. And so that's where the rest and the joy and the taking care of yourself becomes so incredibly valuable and so necessary. So putting that out there, you know, there's so many up, ups and downs, I think, being an entrepreneur. And it's not for everyone. So that's another thing I, I probably should say that this kind of movement is not for everyone. It's something that, you know, I saw in myself early on. I love building things. I love starting from nothing and having this thing at the end of it. That's just what I love to do. And so I think being an entrepreneur was a natural for me. And so that's also why I was never thriving in these jobs that I had because I wasn't able to build. I show up, I follow instructions and I go home. And that was not enough for me. For some, that's enough and that is a-okay. But it just was not enough for me. So if you have a vision for something bigger than yourself, I think, you know, you got to find a plan. You got to build and find a plan for that. And, you know, if you're a writer, writing is a business too. Learning how to efficiently run and scale a business is key. But right up there on that same priority level is taking care of your mind and body. We can't discount this work. So that's where the author care side of things comes into play for me. It's a conversation I'm always talking about, even when folks are like, what the heck is that? And who cares? No, authors don't need care. What are you talking about? And I think the pandemic allowed for us to see that. So if you want to hear a little bit more about care and specifically in terms of moderating events for authors, um, by the time this podcast is out, I will have a blog on the Nourishing Word blog on the Breathing Space Creative site. Please check that one out. It's about community care 
and moderating events for authors. So have a look because it's a very brief entry into this conversation, but something that I think is really important. So we all know publishing doesn't pay writers enough. Okay, many folks on the other side of the table aren't paid enough either. And there's a conversation on Twitter right now where folks are sick of it. Folks are even going on strike, you know, and and they should be. We need to be paid for the work we're doing. There needs to be support. There needs to be clarity. And it has to start somewhere. And I'm here for that. That's what I'm here for. So if this is a conversation that you are also here for, please share this podcast. Please put it out there. Please tweet it, Instagram story it. Do what you need to do, but please get this conversation going. So I knew that if I wanted to be a writer, I had better have another stream of income. And knowing that it takes, you know, at least five years, maybe, I want to say, to make a living as an agent... I felt like, okay, well, I've kind of painted myself into this ridiculous corner because everything I'm doing is so uncertain in terms of financial benefits. So I had to think deeply about that. But that's exactly why I expanded Breathing Space Creative and I put all my efforts and money and energy into this organization, which is now starting to finally blossom, is starting to bear fruit, you know, and I think... Everything I do contributes to my why and my main purpose, which is to help writers create in a healthy way for life. And because of that why, it allows me to do multiple things that contribute to it. So it can be a beautiful thing. And, you know, to be honest, I want to see more black women out there building generational wealth. And that's something that I'm trying to do right now, you know, and building that wealth on their terms. And friends, listen... I want to have something to pass down to my son. We have to really start thinking about this and we have to have some stake in reimagining a better future for ourselves. So let's get into a mindset minute. What can you let go of today? How can you make more space for dreaming? And my little tip of the day, surround yourself with people who want to see you thrive. People who want to see you experience joy and who want to see you climb. Hard truth, not everyone is here for this. Some people will hold a snapshot of an older version of you. The you that maybe they had the most control over. Kick that to the curb. And be okay with folks having to relearn you. They got to do that work. Until next time, don't forget, mindset is everything. <laughs>